0: Our guest has an unwavering moral compass that embodies what's tremendous about intercollegiate athletics. Our guest, Jim Harbaugh, leads with his passion and his energy, and he provides his student athletes with an opportunity to maximize their potential, and at the same time utilize NIL in a positive manner that will benefit all. In these challenging times, he was able to beat Ohio State and take his team to the college football playoffs, who has done amazing team building trips, whether across the Atlantic or somewhere here in the United States. An example of why Michigan is a unique and special university. Today, he will share his beliefs about his team, challenges that intercollegiate athletics are facing with the transfer portal and nil welcome friends it was a hundred episodes ago that we first began this and our guest today kicked it off coach jim harbaugh glad to have you aboard coach
1: Great to be on the show again. Uh, I was on the first show, and now it's the 100th show. I feel very honored and privileged. Thank you Cent- for having me. Centennial, centennial show.
0: Awesome. I mean, congrats so- on that, by the way. Congrats. That's awesome. Thank you. 100 shows is a lot of a lot of shows. Well, you know, you were in the podcast business. They're tough to maintain.
1: Yeah, did a podcast with my father, Jack. Attack
0: each day, the Harbaugh podcast. That was we missed doing that. It was it was a lot of fun. So since the last time we talked, you've beaten Ohio State. You went to the college football playoffs. Now the question is, you know, being able to repeat. But before we do that, you know, people know all about that. But not ever, not our audience knows about what you did with your bonus money and how you divided up among the staff that had been redu- reduced in salary based on COVID and so forth. So why don't you explain to our, our listeners a little bit of how you, you gave back? It ended up being about a... $1.5
1: million of uh, bonus money for uh, winning, the, winning the Big Ten East, winning the, winning the Big Ten championship, and then uh, college football playoff, et cetera. So what I decided to do is just redirect that money to staff within the Michigan Athletic Department who had voluntarily taking, taken a pay cut during COVID or had a mandatory pay cut uh, during the, the COVID period. Yeah, some I was inspired to do by some some of our own players actually that were given back from the proceeds they were receiving from NIL. Plus, just I know I just felt like it would be uh, would be useful and helpful to so many, and it ended up being about 200, 200 uh, athletic department staff members that uh, were able to you know get made back to to whole from where they were from the pandemic.
0: And that just talks about the whole person you are. People see as a football coach. But I mean, in terms of the human being you are, that just is another indication of how you go the extra distance uh, for people.
1: I can't take all the credit. My wife, Sarah, was uh, (laughs) something she she felt very, very strongly. uh, So she deserves she deserves most of the credit on that one. All
0: right. Well, we got to have a good we got to have a good support staff for a good other captain, so to speak, co-captains. Yeah, you know you know about that. Yeah. yeah. I do know I I do know about that. So talk about trying to get the team motivated again to repeat to be able to go back and beat Ohio State and then they go back to, and win the Big 10 championship and so forth. What's the message? How how do you prepare your team for something like that?
1: You got to rewin all those games again, right? I mean, uh you have to uh they're not going to win themselves. You're going we're going to have to to rewin them and and get prepared to do that. And, uh, you know, you got to figure that, uh, you know, teams like Ohio State, Iowa's on the schedule again. I mean, they're uh, g- they're going to be very motivated to return the favor. So uh, we feel like uh, we have a really good template from last season's team, just a, a, a gritty bunch of guys who were the backbone of our team, uh, uh, guys that stayed the course, didn't flinch. Uh, they didn't quit or fold at the, you know, the slightest uh, a sign of adversity um, and they produced at a very high level. So our team has seen, you know, what the results are for when everybody buys in and everybody's pulling the same direction, everybody's bleeding blue, uh, you know, just how, just how good it can be. So, you know, that's been uh, described the word as the vibe that's on our team. I mean, guys are just looking for opportunity everywhere they can find it and uh, trying to get better today than they were yesterday, trying to be better tomorrow than they were today so uh it's really awesome and i'll tell you another thing i mean just along that those lines i mean uh there's some really uh great players uh great leaders that uh, have have moved on to the nfl aiden hutchinson hassan haskins you know, some some amazing players like brad hawkins and andrew stubert josh ross andrew verstardis real leaders captains on our team uh, they are our younger guys were able to see you know how they went about their business how much they cared about the team you know Aiden Hutchinson a perfect example of a guy you would not uh fault him a bit if if he had a big ego or if he was cocky or if he had a uh, had a big head I mean he's got every right to you know he does he checks every box he does everything right and the fact that he doesn't that he is a uh is just awesome the fact that he's uh he has humility. He checks his ego at the door. No big ego, no big head. Always feels that there's room for improvement. You know, our guys can see. You know, that's awesome. That's even more awesome. So, uh, yeah, some real good examples. Jed, as we try, try to replace some phenomenal players, Dax Hill, uh, David Ajabo, et cetera. I just, I just see the younger class, the guys who were juniors last year, now becoming seniors. Freshmen becoming sophomores. Sophomores becoming juniors that, uh, you know, they're poised and, and ready and not insecure about uh, you know, filling in those roles.
0: Bo always puts such an emphasis on senior leadership, that the, the senior class, it was your class, it was your job at that point to take over and lead the team. Has that kind of been the same mantra that you've used within your own team and organization?
1: There, there's no question. Um, I mean, they're the ones who have the most investment, right, Jed? I mean, they, they have, uh, they've been here the longest. They're the ones who stayed uh, through uh, adversity, through some through some really good times as well. Um, uh, you know, without them, you know, none of it's possible. I mean, uh, they're the kind of guys that set the tone uh, for it all. Literally, put the train on their back, and th- they start pushing, and the rest of us, uh, the rest of us, jump on and start pushing and, and, and joining in. But uh, you know, those are those are the ones who have, have gone through the most training cycles, the most practices, the the most games, uh, they've invested uh, so, so much. So, um, yeah, they're they're the ones, uh, you know, good or bad that, uh, you know, the, the younger players, the other players are going to follow.
0: One of the things you've had to do uh, is to hire assistant coaches. What do you look for in an assistant? If you just looked at forget their ability, the skill side of it. But what, what are the intangibles you're looking for in an assistant coach?
1: Well, that's a great that's a great question. I, I first think, um, being smart. You just it's it's like I tell my daughters, um, you're gonna marry somebody, just don't marry dumb. They uh you can't trust them. They'll uh you can't trust trust the, the, the judgment. Yeah, I mean, I want uh guys or or gals, uh, anybody in the organization to you know the to be to be on the ball and, and to to have uh have that you know, smart and then other another talent. I mean uh you know could be could be really uh proficient at X's and O's, could be uh you know really high energy, could uh have great people skills, great teaching ability. You know, so that combination of of uh intelligence and then it, it's something else you're really good at. And then when you find the ones that, you know, check five, six, seven of those boxes and You know, that's 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 extremely, extremely good. But, uh, you know, good, uh, good intelligence, uh, good intelligence for the game. Uh, Somebody that's hungry, hungry to make our team better. Also, good people, skills and integrity without that one. uh, You're going to have a hard time to have anybody follow you or trust your decisions. When you think about
0: recruiting for next year, clearly, you know, the pipeline of talent continues. I, as the an important factor with success. So how is recruiting going for the next for the next coming year? It's going really
1: good. Uh going through the, the process. A lot of the 23 recruits, we've been recruiting for for a year, but you know, some um, some for six months, some for a month, even at, at times, and some we're identifying weekly right now as, as we go through football camps. Just like we're starting to 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 recruit a lot of uh, uh, youngsters in the 24 class and the 25 class, and getting to know kids from the the 26 class, but really, when it comes to recruiting for the 23 class, now is when it begins uh, because that's when official visits begin this this month, uh, the month of April and May and, and June, and for us, June is is the big month for for bringing in official visits where you get knee to knee eyeball to eyeball, uh, with, uh, with the, the young man, his family, siblings, coaches. I mean, uh, when you're, you know, that's when you really start to get to know somebody Jed, in my opinion, and, uh, long and trusting friendship is, uh, is started and, and develops. And then the youngsters kicking the tires there, uh, it's not a draft. So they, they are making visits to, to your school, to other schools. And, um, Really honing in on on where they're going to be comfortable, where they're going to be, where they see it as a fit for for them, and, and I, I truly believe that uh, young men, families, I mean, they know what's best for them, and uh, when they go in and and look at a place, meet the people, really understand what the what the school can do for them academically, where they can get the best education possible for themselves, and then they look at football, you know, where can they where can they go and play well, play early. Uh, when be developed, that's what they're looking for, and then they're also looking for that fit. You know where they're going to be, where they're going to be comfortable, where they're going to be happy, where they're going to um, you know, feel like putting their head on the pillow every every night. And that's really uh, happening all across the country. Most schools are
0: are uh, setting up their official visits right now. We have two new dynamics. We have the transfer portal and NIL. So talk about from your perspective, let's talk about the transfer portal first, and then NIL, how that's impacting your recruiting and what you think about the bigger picture of it. So begin with the transfer portal, if you would. My view of the, of,
1: uh, of the field, it's it's uh, here at the University of Michigan, it's been a very positive thing. You know, somebody that's uh, down on the depth chart, possibly, you know, has, has a better player or two in front of them at their position. They, uh, have had their opportunity to get their degree or maybe just before they, they graduate, maybe they're halfway there, uh, after a year or two, then after two years, they, they look and say, I got a better chance to get on the field and play and, um, uh, at, at a different school. And that's, that's really a uh, majority of the the players that have Gone in the portal at Michigan. That's that's been the case, and some really good players. I mean, there's, uh, and I've been talking to a few of them that that went at the in January. We able to participate in spring practice at a different school. I mean, uh, their coaches are are super happy that they have them. It's gonna in some cases. I mean, this is gonna be our best offensive player, but you know, at the receiver position was maybe seventh on our depth depth chart, and just wasn't gonna get the reps and the and be able to. Uh, play with with too many people in front of them actually so uh you know that's that's the reason it's been a positive thing from uh, and it's all been uh you know at least my experience here at michigan I mean, i've talked to the youngsters i mean i've uh you know advised them it wasn't somebody tried to uh i support you either way whether whether you want to stay here you're supported i think you can uh you can uh break through here or or if you feel like uh, you want to go to a different school then i support that We've also added some players to our roster from the uh, the portal, not many one in particular, uh, Olu Olue- Watomi, our fine center from uh, Virginia, has been outstanding. He came here also in January, uh, got right into the winter cycle for uh, lifting. and the thing I loved about him was uh, he was never hey, I was a starter at a power five school at Virginia. I was a Remington finalist, you know look at me. it was never one word like that. It was just went to work and uh and then went into spring practice and you know now is respected by all because I think his his approach his angle of approach of how he how he came in and just wanted to prove himself he uh helped the team hungry to help us help us get better yeah i would uh you know I haven't had any uh any instances where uh You know, the portal
0: has been a negative, Jed. One of the things I was going to ask is that some schools have hired pro scouts and so forth to come in and man the portal for them at a full-time position to be able to look at everybody up there, to be able to do extensive understanding who they are. It sounds like from your perspective, you use this as definitely just a small add-on as opposed to something to help really build your roster.
1: Well, we actually have done the same thing. You know, Tom Gamble, uh, who worked uh we right. worked together at the Forty ers uh, been a long time football scout, GM, assistant GM. Dad was a great coach at at Penn, so Tom is uh is an excellent, excellent personnel person, man, and uh, you know, whether it's uh you know looking at high school uh and evaluating high school talent or or evaluating players in the portal. He's, you know, he's doing he's doing both. You know, that's a that's a good thing needed. And uh I'm sure,
0: I'm sure glad we have him. So when you think about NIL, you talked about that a little bit on the front end of our conversations Is it related to some of the players donating that money? Mm-hmm. How do you see that being taken advantage of and exploited? I mean they had a big debate down in the Southeast conference between two coaches. So what's your overall feel of NIL? Your overall feel, again, is positive,
1: very positive. Before we jump to how it can be, you know, uh, be a negative or exploited in a in a bad way. I mean, I guess we all know human nature and that that's something that, uh, you know, is definitely a possibility. But I, mean, I think we can all agree that. Take Jersey uh, sales, for example, or um, T-shirts, memorabilia. Uh, those kind of things that every school has. Every school has the the bookstore or the shop where uh, you know fans, uh, porters can go and uh, you know buy their buy their gear. It it makes sense that uh, the players whose number is on that jersey or names on that jersey, you know, should share in that revenue. That uh, that example right there, I think we you know we all agree on and to also profit from their name, their image, their likeness, uh, support them, you know, just support, uh, support, uh, you know, anybody's ability to, uh, to do that. So, um, that's all in the, in the positive, in the positive light and the way we're approaching things here at Michigan. Uh, and I've said this before, but, um, you know, we're going to, we're going to still maintain that this is going to be a, a transformational experience, not a transactional experience, and what that that literally means exactly is we're not going to pay signing bonuses for uh, uh, players to to come into onto the team. Uh, so we're not going to pay recruits to uh, to sign here. Now, when they when they get here, they they uh, they do well. I mean, they're going to profit really, probably you know, pretty pretty good here. You know, from uh, off of Jersey sales and, and other examples. So, simply put, is how, how I feel about it, and how what our policy is here. Maybe I am wrong. Maybe that's not the way to do it. But boy, I mean, imagine yourself on a team and, and, uh, you know, there's some good players on the team who've, who've worked really hard. Some of those seniors that we've talked, we're talking about earlier, how important that senior leadership is and guys who've really stuck around and, and paid the price and uh, are producing. You know, the policy on your team is to well, don't buy some your recruits. I, I don't think that's it. Well, if you were in that locker room, you know, Jed, if you were a player on that team, one well, of, those, I one I of those older players. So from a stand, from that standpoint and, and others, um, you know, that's, that's our decision. And, and, and when you look at, I mean, we just look at this, I mean, uh, the way, the way the rules are and the way, uh, you know, the, the very good thing we were talking about earlier was which name, image, and likeness, the player should be able to profit from their name, image, and like that. What is, what is the coach or uh, what does the coach have anything to do with that other than try to make the player the best player he possibly can make? You know, some are making it sound like there's, there's uh the coach is making a salary cap or something or that's the, right. coaches, the right. one that's, that's, uh writing the, the checks, and that's not what it's designed for. So this is designed for players to profit, profit off their name, image, and likeness, period.
0: So a quick, uh, the NCAA, they're going through all sorts of shakeups, the Power Five, you know, they're, they're pulling away, what's going to happen? Is so there a quick take you have on, you know, the reorganization and the way it's being distributed and, and what's potentially could happen? No, I don't really
1: have one. Um, I don't have a take on that. You know, I think there's plenty of people to have a take on that, it's, you know, somewhat like, you know, like having a take on some of the things you hear, some of the speculation that you hear on NIL and what, what, what teams are doing it. I mean, at some point it's because, you know, what's, what's true, what's fiction, um, you know, what's, what's real, what's made up. And, and, um, uh, so I exactly the same with the, you know, NCA, what, what could happen, speculation, uh. I don't have a take or opinion on uh, what, will, what will happen.
0: Well, in, in the beginning of this, we talked about your generosity, uh, you and Sarah and what you did. And I have to thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart of what you've done for John Michael, my son, in terms of from the first time you met him when the team practiced at IMG, to helping him through his injuries, to supporting him coming to a game with your, with your children, Jim, it's incredible the mentorship and, and the, the love you've, you've uh, bestowed on him. You brought him up to your house. You let him stay with you. And you 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 did things that just warmed his heart. I've never seen him that happy. So I, I just really want to, again, thank you for all you did to to help him and to help him get through some difficult times. He left today for the Citadel. You're a nice person,
1: Jed. And, and uh, John Michael's a nice person. I, you know, I like to think I'm a nice person. But being nice to John Michael's easy. That, that is about one of the most easy human beings to to be nice to. Uh he's so good. He's so positive. I mean, uh, you know, as many, as many times as I've encouraged him, I bet. I mean, he's he's encouraged me twice that twice that amount of time. He's just uh he's just a really good, genuine, down to earth uh Good guy, and I'm excited for him uh, you know, as, he, as he takes his next next step in his journey. And uh, I'm a fan. And uh, and you should take a deep,
0: long bow too, Jeff, for being a good dad. He's a great, great kid. Well, my wife's part of that too, just like you mentioned. So. <laughs> that's a team. That's team. That's teamwork. That's right. So, so, Jim, I really appreciate you coming on number 100, number one, and number 100. That's pretty cool. And some in between so that's been uh between you and your brother you've uh given me some great content
1: well, keep her going you're doing a uh you're doing a lot of great stuff uh i'm sure the 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 listeners really enjoy the show but there's some some really huge nuggets of gold in there for uh for us coaches to listen to other coaches talk and uh you know hear people in the you know not 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 just what they say but what you say and uh you know some Some great nuggets of of advice in there uh, for those that listen.